noon to three side stage with Trav and then bingo bango it's cannabis we're going to talk all our we're going to mix some tunes in here we're going to give you an easily digested hour on cannabis legalization the benefit of it where the progress is what we're doing here in the state of North Dakota and then the rest of the nation as well we got a lot going on we'll talk about it at 420 it's a beautiful day here in Fargo can talk ND with Wilson I'm Wilson Canna Talk ND on the YouTube, Indie for Freedom of Cannabis on the Facebook, Instagram, all that, RadioFreeFargo.org. You can donate. Uh, and if you've noticed a couple people moving into your brain apartment and they haven't signed a lease, maybe you should have them call the Mobile Mental Health Crisis Response Number, 1-800-233-4512. There should only be one guy living upstairs you know what i'm saying it's getting cold so the new life center helps people who are homeless and hurting go from merely surviving to truly thriving their aim is to help people in need discover value and find hope the new life center has evolved into a multifaceted emergency and crisis service center to learn more about nlc visit their website at www.fargonlc.org or give them a call at 701-235-4453 all right here we are It's a little after 4 o'clock. Again, 4.20, we'll have the uh, cannabis news and everything to talk about. A lot to talk about. So we're going to talk about living in states that have legal states butted around them. And there's more than you would think. And North Dakota, actually, again, people argue with me, isn't the most conservative state. We seem to be making progress. And there's a lot that are just a little bit, dare I say, hillbilly when it comes to uh, cannabis and the benefits, using weird, archaic words like, it's not medicine. So anyway, we'll get into all that, 420. Right now, here's Chain of Fools, R.L. Burnside. Well, gracias, R.L. Burnside, 1996. That's from the Wish I Was in Heaven sitting down, Chain of Fools. I don't even know who he's covering there. I mean, I I feel like an arm should come out of the wall and slap me a boot a little bit. Kind of talk ND with Wilson 420. We're going to cover cover everything uh, that's happened in the last week regarding cannabis progress. uh, And that's what I'm going to do here. Educate, reduce stigma, hopefully change your mind about the the evils of the stuff that grows uh, out of the ground. R.L. Burnside, he did like the first two blues fests. And man, the first time I seen him, he was like cutting grass with his guitar. It was insane. Uh, the windows started on fire. I mean, sprinklers I didn't even know existed started squirting water out. It's so hot there. But anyway, uh, last Thursday, I was in the studio, and then I noticed a weird kind of strange bulge around my uh, party zone. Completely lost my mind. Left the studio. Friday, my folks were gracious enough. They came, took me to the doctor. Apparently, I've just got to get an old disease. Saturday, I came in and did the show Saturday. Got a lot of news again. We're going to talk about it at 420. Beautiful day here in Fargo. I hope the sun is shining where you're at. Shout out to uh, Oregon and all the places that have been destructed by the fire. You know, medicine and fire don't really work very well, you know. And it just so happens where there's plenty of foliage. It also happens to be where the fires exist. You know, so my my thoughts are with them, and hopefully it just makes the soil more fertile. And there we go. Uh, I do want to say this is, I suppose, the time that I want to mention Protect ND, Ellie Shockley, Measure 2, Big Boo on Measure 2. Uh, follow her on Facebook. She will, um, I guess, tell you, and you can donate on how we're going to, you know, get out the word. But we definitely have to vote 
no on Measure 2. And people like I've sponsored measures. I've I've ground out a constitutional amendment. And I know how hard it is. I know how much thought goes into it. And I know the average of no's you get versus yes. Nobody can do a survey more than a guy, you know, who got, say, 2,000 yeses. You know, because so, I got probably at least a thousand no's and a variety of answers for why it was no. Nicely and not so nicely. Sunny, not so sunny dispositions and explaining why it's a big fat no for them when it comes to the legal healing plant that uh, the guy that, you know, may very well have created us put here for our, our medical benefit, not pharmaceutical magic men who've came up with something that didn't exist from the beginning, you know, and that's the thing I always think. How do we get here without doctors? You know, how do we get here before, you know, Bayer aspirin, you know, were we just living with headaches? Of course, I would argue the food was a lot healthier. There was, you know, we probably had less allergic headaches, you know, but anyway, so measure two, educate yourself. But basically if we would have got the ND for freedom, actually, the constitutional amendment, the argument is, is it shouldn't be so easy to change it. My argument is, is if you get enough of the people saying that it shouldn't have been changed in the first place or it should have included it in the beginning and they do the due diligence and the process, then it shouldn't be a battle against four people after you, you know, got, say, 20 some thousand signatures. I say, you know, just have them get more. You know, I don't like the idea. Don't holler at me. I think everything should stay the same. But I just don't know where all of a sudden this need to convince the people that a few people should make our decisions, because that's the way it seems to me. It seems like a couple guys who didn't like that we could make decisions that they had to work with. It seems like they're like, well, we don't want to work with them. We want to decide. It's easier. We don't have to work. But the people and the government, you know, just aren't working, you know, together like it should. And it's been, and I'll talk about that as far as cops, but it seems like law enforcement, you know, in any state that's kind of behind with legalization and even the ones that are making progress, the complaints are usually from the pharmaceutical companies and these are documented and then law enforcement, which kind of made sense in the early stages, you know, Measure three, and, and when I say measure three, I mean the legalization measure three of 2018, not that weird, funny measure three that seems to be the horrible measure that measure two is going to replace for its sanity and logical thought and we the people protection, which I would argue that it isn't. I encourage everybody to vote no. <clears throat> I also encourage everybody to educate themselves. Go over and follow it on uh, Protect ND, Ellie Shockley, their watchdog in this thing. And I Thank them for it. Canna Talk Indy with Wilson on Facebook, on YouTube. Indy for Freedom of Cannabis. You know, there isn't nothing really going on in the state of North Dakota outside of Measure 2 that would directly affect legalization processes, you know, as they are, I can guarantee you, are going to be starting back up. Uh, we have the voting, so I would uh, strongly encourage people to vote green. You know, I'm not going to start a fight, but I don't think color should matter when it comes to truth and, you know, and truth, solid power to the people. But that's what I'm saying. Um, that's what I, that's how I'm going to vote. 
So shout out to Carl Young. I like the way he's got his uh, the big uh, cannabis leaf there. You know, any politician I think that comes out with that in the forefront's got my vote. Again, I'll do my research too, or I just won't vote at all. Which, you know, shoot me. But anyway, no, don't shoot me. Kind of talking D with Wilson. We cover cannabis news, progress, legalization information and anything I generally uh, come up with uh, at 420 we're going to talk about uh, Kansas and uh, Indiana that well Indiana's right in between Michigan and Illinois and it's a really I don't know how to say this right but a redneck town or a state I remember when uh, I used to do reenactments and there was uh, Mississippi of 1812 in Marion Indiana and we used to do a reenactment there and man I mean I I smelled the meth in the air the minute I jumped off at the Rockford exit in Illinois. It's a crazy state, and their their drug laws are crazy, and we'll talk about that as well. Um, we're jumping in now. We got a three-pack of songs. We got New Meth, New Method Man. Get your head out of the gutter. We got Sharon Jones and Dab Kings, and a brand new You with Busta Bust and Anderson back. Here we come. Here it goes. Boom. Pale Anthem. Oh, boy, that was really exciting. Okay, so first up was Boom, Pill Anthem, brand new Method Man. Then Sign Sealed Delivered, Sharon Jones and Zap Kings. They apparently got a whole album of her from, like, 2016 they're going to pull out. Then we got You, Busta Rhymes, Man. That's brand new, too. Anderson Pock, that's crazy, you know. Old Busta Bust. He's got some, I dig it. But that's new stuff. You can check that out wherever. Can I Talk Indie with Wilson is coming up right stinking now. So here's the intro. I'll see you in a minute. Let's talk about cannabis. All right, I'm going to sneak in here. Oh, Wake and Bake by the Goats. It's my intro song. One of these days, I'm going to have to uh, change it. Uh, I I got to get a hold of uh, Shane Bertrand, the squirt doctor. We got to get something laid out. I uh, seen him uh, playing through the glass at Drunken Wrath yesterday. Shout out Bertrand and Drunken Wrath. Two thumbs up to live music. So, Can I Talk Indie with Wilson? It's 420-ish. Welcome. We're going to talk about cannabis legalization. We're, I'm going to read something first that doesn't have anything to do with what I'm going to talk about in bulk. But it does, kind of. So, it's from the uh, Detroit Detroit News, WXYZ. Just came out, and it's about uh, by Alan Campbell, and it's about diversity and uh, dispensaries. And uh, it's a lucrative business in Michigan. I'm going to read this. The marijuana industry is breaking records and is projected to hit a billion dollars in sales by the end of the year. However, the state's seeing less marijuana dispensary owners of color, and that's something that they want to change. So this is something North Dakota, you know, like I said, it's all progress, but they're learning from it. So why should we work in a, well, racially and lack of diversity when we can see what happens here? And then make sure we don't do that. Anyway, it was a painstaking process at co-owner of Con Cannabis Company, Ron Bartell. Um, he says it's, he's no, it's not surprised more people want to get involved because it's a million bucks. It's a booming business. It was taboo at one point, but now it's very mainstream, Bartell said. Bartell is a former NFL player with the St. Louis Rams and is part owner of uh, this cannabis company. However, he says it wasn't easy for him to get his business up and running. We've been working this project for approximately three years to go through the hoops, dealing with the state, the city, local officials, yeah, and just imagine all that stuff. So 
Apparently, in a uh, survey done by Michigan Department of Licensing, only 4% identified as black cannabis license holders, even though Michigan's black population is near 14%. However, only 19% of the surveys were returned. And I don't even know what they're saying there. But uh, again, what we're really focused on now is trying to tackle this issue that a lot of states are in terms that a lot of states are in terms of social equity and looking at diversity and inclusion within the industry itself, said Andrew Brisbo, executive director of the Marijuana Regulatory Agency in Michigan. And that's the thing. Cannabis will be legalized in North Dakota. It's already legalized with medical. Again, as we head into the legislative session, make sure you're voting pro-cannabis people. You know, again, it, it shouldn't matter the color. If they're for cannabis and we the people, every other thing that they believe in should line up with yours. And if not, uh, maybe that's our problem. Maybe you need everything to line up and you put priority on the wrong things. I don't know, but something's got to change in the, you know, the judicial legislative structure thing. You know, I don't know the right fancy words. You know, maybe I should say paper tiger. But anyway, we need to vote people that are more in line with the people, because as you see, when I get into uh, these states that border other states, man, I mean, it's it's horrible. Cops are the ones that are getting most of the budget from cannabis, you know, cannabis arrests. We'll get into it. So anyway, he says business owners face many issues when trying to start up a business, including getting access to capital and general guidance on the industry. Uh, he's impaneled a work group and business leaders so that we can start to address some of the uh, inequity and come up with inequity policy ideas. For Bartel, he's just happy to be up and running and growing his business. So Brisbo says he projects the market to reach as much as $3 billion in the coming years. And that's stinking uh, awesome, if you ask me. And we'll keep cruising along here. Can I talk ND with Wilson? And so we're going to, first of all, let me see here. I should probably... Set this up. So this is from Marijuana Moment. Ben Adlin one day ago. Marijuana revenue would be stripped from Seattle area sheriff's department under new budget proposal. Washington state's most populous county will consider a will consider shifting 4.6 million in cannabis tax revenue away from the sheriff's department under new budget proposal unveiled this week. King County Executive Dow Constantine officially released the plan Tuesday as part of his proposed budget for the next two years. He said the funds would be reallocated to helping people vacate, vacate past convictions, clear fines, and court fees. Excuse me. Court fees and pay for community programs such as youth marijuana prevention. As my proposed budget took shape, our anti-racism priorities and criminal legal system transformation coalesced around three principles. Divest, invest, and reimagine. Constantine said in the budget announcement, by divest, I mean stop current practices to cause harm and diverting the savings to serve a greater good. And again, we should all be following Seattle. You know, Washington was one of the first legalized states. These are the problems that they're seeing. But again, I mean, cops were never pro-cannabis anyway because I believe that their, their revenue came from primarily cannabis to rest and when you removed all of that they would lose a big chunk of their budget and so who wants to lose a big chunk of their budget nobody but these guys have created a budget on our plate and again there's a racial divide there as well so if we remove i start looking at and here's the thing i think about what to talk about it's cannabis related you know what what should we discuss and 
that's what pops up all the time. Law enforcement, they're there to talk negatively, to not get it on the measure. And then when it is, they're looking for ways not, I mean, I feel like not to protect and serve. They, they look at places like, oh, I wonder, since, and I'm talking about legal states now. They're coming up with, now again, you shouldn't be breaking the law. But they haven't stopped looking at ways to bust the illegal cannabis market. If, in fact, it's a little different than just pulling somebody over. And again, so I'm not, I'm not mad at Seattle taking this money and realigning it. Black communities have historically been disproportionately harmed by the nation's war on drugs. And this begins to undo some of the harm. And the budget document says under a section they would give, you know, two point eight million to expungements and everything. One point eight million to youth cannabis prevention and employment programs. And in my head, I feel like that's what, you know, cops used to kind of do. They used to kind of hang out at the park and throw the basketball back and forth. I don't know. That might be some sort of weird, you know, Bobsy twin book I read. But anyway, this is good. 6.2 million to divert 800 young people away from criminal legal track and toward restoration. So that's good. The King County Council will vote on the proposal as it moves through the biennial budget process September 30th. So as we cruise along here, I just, you know, that's where we are like with law enforcement back in the day when they used to say, well, this is why, and they used to talk about the children and the driving and all the things that now just don't have the same weight. You know, you just can't, you almost sound like the guy who's complaining because, you know, he doesn't like how the park's going and he's going to take the toys away because he's not having a good time. And he wants to take the toys away. It's starting to feel like that, where cops don't line up to the people's wishes. I mean, all the surveys that says we're for cannabis in some form, well, then why should some states not have it? You know, and if you and the people that are convinced to keep it illegal is a heavy law enforcement presence, you know, that stems from from budgets. You make money by busting people. But the problem is, is is you're not convincing the people that you're protecting the safety of our people by busting people for cannabis. That's the bottom line. Cops used to be able to convince Joe Blow, I guess, that cannabis was bad for their general neighborhood and there was no revenue and you couldn't make money like people are making hand over fist now in states that it's legal. You know, so that argument just doesn't, it doesn't hold any water. So I'm wondering, well, why why are cops still talking about it as they're protecting the people by keeping it illegal? And that's just not true. So why do they keep doing it? Well, budget. And that's the thing. Pharmaceutical companies and law enforcement in this day and age, 2020, they're the ones making noise and causing problems. They're the ones that came up with that Nebraska multi, you, you know, multi-measure. You know, you can only have a single topic per measure, I guess. And so a sheriff's department in the last minute calls up, you know, the state and says, whoa, 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 whoa. You know that measure thingy? Yeah, yeah, it's got more than one topic, one more than one issue. There's more than one issue. And the legislative and the people, they look at it and go, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, we can't let that slide. Well, again, when did cops turn into lawyers in the legislative branch? You know, they're supposed to be out busting tweakers. Instead, they're looking for ways to keep cannabis illegal when it's illegal in their states. 
but they're not arguing for the safety of the people. It's just not working anymore because there's so many states that allow it that just have those results going down. Low youth ingesting, you know, lower crimes, more money influenced into the homeless and the mentally ill. All good things. The only people that are suffering are the law enforcement who used to budget their year based on cannabis possessions and consumption. I mean, just, I mean, like South Dakota, yay on South Dakota. Man, I hope they pass those two. They got a, a medical and a recreational. So a lot of people voting, if you're in a state that's voting, make sure you do. And uh, and Nebraska, they got 100,000 signatures. And then all of a sudden, a guy from the sheriff's department decides to find a problem with this measure that they all, I mean, they must have had it tacked up in their office and they're pacing back and forth all hopped up on coffee and donuts. Sorry, I had to do it. No offense, officers, we need you. Anyway, and they're like, oh man, they got it on the bulletin board. How are we going to keep these crazy Nebraskans away from cannabis? And that's the problem. There's so many people in all these surveys that doesn't say that they're with cops idea. They're not. The people are not behind the law enforcement enforcing of cannabis anymore especially the people that now know that it's not bad for you and they sit around and look at all the people that are being persecuted for a plant and they're like whoa 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 whoa! it's just a plant i mean my uncle was you know addicted to heroin for 20 some years before he died with a needle in his arm you know show me that with cannabis you can't and you won't so what are they protecting the people from? You know, that, so that's what's starting to look so weird. Because, you know, I do a show weekly on cannabis and the news, and I'm looking at it, and every time something gets foiled for the people, I get to the bottom of it, and it's officer so-and-so found the, or so-and-so on the last minute came up with this crazy way to keep cannabis legal or illegal. So anyway, we're going to talk about Indiana, because could you imagine Indiana is like, like I said, it's a horrible kind of state when it comes to anything illegal, much less something that should be legal up against Michigan and Illinois. Uh, this is a um, I just want to read it. It's a law thing. Cameron and Moody criminal defense. And it is uh, June 27, 2019. Uh, in March 2018, Indiana allowed the sale, purchase and possession of CBD. Um, it is derived from cannabis and less than whatever. Um, the, however, marijuana is still illegal in the state and the sale purchase or possession of marijuana can attract serious consequences. Uh, it looks like jail three months, thousand dollars in fine for the least offense to incarceration of six years and 10,000 fines and most of serious offenses. So let's see. It's a misdemeanor, uh, for your first time. Let's see for repeat offenders, uh, penalties depend on the amount but uh, it is a uh, felony and can lead to incarceration if you got more than 30 grams. So that's a little over an ounce and then $10,000. And let's see here. It looks like paraphernalia. You're still getting hit with 10000 And if you got a prior, you're going to get a felony. And right next door, you're sitting in a truck stop in Gary, Indiana, after you left Chicago and your auntie said, hey, bless your heart. Take these snacks for later. Oh, thanks, Grandma. Uh, maybe I'll eat them so I can sleep later. And Gary, boom, woo, 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 woo. Cops now, he's in jail. He's lost his semi-truck. It's in some tow thing. 
And he, his grandma sent him the cookies to snack on. She didn't know, bless her heart, because in her state, people are, you know, eating edibles at the book club. It's, you know, Janessa's giving it to Susan for her lower back problems. You know, I mean, this isn't the protection you're trying to do for a crime-ridden state or town. I mean, the people doing it are not the people that the cops are, you know what I mean? It's goofy, and it's becoming whatever. Indiana, and like I said, when I got busted moving my daughter in South Dakota, I went immediately to jail for a draft, you know, for a, you know, a flower dryer vaping. And, you know, that I, you know, that I put all kinds of, you know, flour in, but it was, I mean, even CBD was a felony. So imagine South Dakota being next to Michigan and Illinois and then having family. And it's just geographically, you're not a criminal. It it used to feel that maybe one state was right and the other state was kind of just liberal, but it was still wrong, but they just didn't see it as wrong as the others. It's just wrong to convict and punish people for something that grows out of the ground next to a tomato. It's a supplement. It helps people. It was in everything we consumed before they demonized it. You know, I mean, we didn't have to argue with people to say that it was bad because they were getting it in their breast milk for crying out loud. I mean, that baby didn't know. He was just getting a good night's sleep and had a satisfied feeling on his face. More reasons than one. Hey, you. But anyway... Let's jump into this one. Marijuana moment. This was Kansas lawmakers continue the push to legalize medical marijuana. Uh, Gail Finney and David Haley were the target of jokes and caustic blowback years ago after suggesting Kansas pass a law legalizing medical use of cannabis products. Both had family, both had family members regurgitate propaganda, reefer madness, blah, blah, blah. Finney said he remembered when they first introduced the bill in 2009, my mother-in-law was like, oh, she was just so disgusted that I would do something like that. I had people emailing me and this guy, have I lost my mind? Haley, who represents the Kansas City, Kansas district in the Kansas Senate, said his mother changed her mind after told by a Maryland oncologist, right? Maryland, it's legal. Oncologist, it could alleviate discomfort of cancer treatment. My mother turned and looked at me after she'd been saying for years, what's wrong with you? My former assistant prosecutor's son. That was the most redeeming feature to have her look at me and say, my son gets it. See, and that's what's happening all over. And and so it, why are you getting caught? It seems like the voice against it right now that I hear. And it keeps getting louder, ain't going away. Everybody else is being convinced. Oh, it works for... You know, I got it from my Maryland oncologist, not like a shady dude in the alley. She got it from a Maryland oncologist who pays a god-awful amount to go see her or him, I'm sure. So despite action to legalize medical marijuana in more than three dozen states, law enforcement um, have succeeded. Law enforcement, I'm going to read this again. Despite action to legalize medical marijuana in more than three dozen states, law enforcement and factions of the medical community have succeeded in deterring comparable reform in Kansas. Law enforcement. Under what? To protect? You know, protect you from somebody that's taking advice from a Maryland oncologist who probably lives in a house that's twice as nice as the cop talking about it? 
It's crazy. State legislatures did pass statutes authorizing hemp production for industrial purpose CBD products, which don't feature the blood, you know, they get high THC. And see, that's the thing. It's still, we used to say that and we used to laugh in North Dakota. Now we still have archaic legislators and we need to vote some of these people out. But even some of them have a a doctor in Maryland that suggests it. And they go, well, we can't use that medicine here because, and then it'll be like, because what? And you have to say, because I voted against it and I went in the legis- uh, you know, in front of the legislator and convinced them not. And that's what's happening. So criminal penalties in Kansas have been trimmed during the past several by adjustment. And that's the thing I feel like, if cops can still get the money, that's kind of like that fake decrim business, you know. So anyway, Kansas is working their way. Uh, there was movement in that direction in 2020 legislative process, which was cut short because of COVID, you know. So uh, he goes, we have more Kansans, more aware and more educated. And that's what's going to happen. So good on uh, good on Kansas. And then we're going to look at uh, this here. Um up in smoke, a look at Indiana's path to legalizing marijuana. And this is the Chicago Tribune. Okay, so Indiana State Senator Karen Tallian remembers the moment that sparked her interest in marijuana legislation. About a decade ago, Tallian represented a teenager right out of high school who was charged with marijuana possession when a party was busted by the police. The teen took a plea deal, complied with its conditions, and walked away with a criminal record. That conviction followed the young woman. Four years later, she earned her bachelor's degree and was student teaching. Like my daughter, the superintendent, after finding out about the conviction, told the young woman to find a new career. She called me in tears. That's so wrong and so unnecessary, Talian said. If that's one story, I have 15 more. Those kinds of experiences were really what pushed me to say, this is a colossal waste of time and we don't need to be doing this. So shout out Talian Ogden Dunes. And that's the thing. So Indiana is now surrounded by states that have legalized marijuana. Illinois and Michigan have legalized use of rec. Ohio and Kentucky legalized medical use with Kentucky's vote just finalized on February 20th. So you're going to have to, you know, that's the thing. They know that they're going to have to. But why are the ones like Nebraska and those states holding on the longest? It isn't because they're the ones that have their people's safety in mind the most. They're the ones that don't know how to make money yet and are comfortable doing this horrible punishing the people, this oppressive law enforcement to garner budget money. And that needs to stop. So federally, we can stop that. But otherwise, we've got Talian. And uh, so here we go. We got a uh, state rep. He says he's not afraid of the topic. He said he's open-minded but cautious when it comes to changing marijuana legalization. And that's the thing. They say... Our government is very resistant to it. I don't think we should be next. But I think, quite frankly, there is a movement towards allowing medical marijuana, blah, blah, blah. Cook, who referred to himself as old school, says he needs to see data to firm up stance on legalization. No, he don't. There's plenty. You know, he wants to see solid research on traffic accidents and crime states and states that legalize as well. It's like, where is he from? 1970? Like, these are things that people have already talked about. It's old hat now states that are still holding on to this weird traffic and children need to do some research and so holcomb he goes it is illegal it's a controlled substance it is illegal per federal i've raised my hand sworn to pull the law this being one of them and 
he goes, I can't support it at this time because of it's against the law. And as far as inmates being held in jail solely of possession of marijuana, I definitely wouldn't say there's a lot. We don't have a lot of inmates. They spend a lot of time in jail specifically on possession of marijuana. And that's kind of a weak thing when you look at uh, all the numbers. So anyway, Indiana, it's it's becoming more and more sad. And I, uh, I hope that, well, I hope people in North Dakota know that having a medical plan is still good. You know, and we're going to get there. So, but make sure you know who you're voting for and vote green. You know, let's, let's just make some change. Let's just look at the goal and get it done. This hour of programming on KRFF 95.9 LPFM is being underwritten by Terps Candy. Terps Candy enhances, relieves, and relaxes with the power of terpenes, and they make a great CBD companion. Terps Candy can be found at 14 Fargo-Moorhead locations or online at terpscandy.net. Terps Candy, they ha- they enhance, relieve, relax. Anywhere you see, like toe cheese, they got, uh, they got Terps Candy there. Go get you some. Let's get into some music, and then I'll uh, tuck you guys in and get out of here. Here's Panama Red, new writers of the Purple Sage. Oh, man, B.B. King and Air Clapton, they came in here and uh, smashed all the windows with that one. Uh, hold on, I'm coming. Riding with the King, 2000. Then Panama Red, New Riders of the Purple Sage, 1973. Well, Can I Talk ND with Wilson here on Radio Free Fargo, 95.9er, is wrapping to a, coming to a close. And I've had a great time, and uh, you know I'll be back uh, next Thursday, 4 o'clock, mixing tunes with news, 420 and a little humor, too. Uh, that's right after the uh, sideshow stage with Trav, then me, and then some other stuff afterwards. Just keep your knob here at Radio Free Fargo, 95.9, and then you'll just know what's going on. <clears throat> but anyway, Canatalk ND, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Canatalk ND on YouTube. And then uh, my uh, tech guy, Philip, does a uh, can of heads on Sunday on Canatalk ND. So you can go check that out, too. Uh, Indie Cannabis for Freedom is uh, also a uh, Facebook page. You can go and donate at RadioFreeFargo.org. You can uh, go and check out Drumkin Wrath. They're doing stuff. And even though we're in yellow, apparently they're still uh, holding it down. So I got to assume the aquarium, or not the aquarium, but Dempsey's doing that too. So uh, come on down to Fargo. Keep your knob on 95.9. Get your head all full of cannabis legalization information. And up till we start pushing another measure, you know, focus on just keeping your life together. No on measure two. Learn about it. But I guarantee you it's a measure created by legislatures or legislators who doesn't like people's power. And this is their measure to keep us from having the kind of control as quickly as they think we need. They think we need another year or so of kicking down our hard earned money that we don't have. So it's like they, they want the people to believe this is outside money stuff. It's about controlling voices that have gotten too loud for the politicians. That's my opinion. Can I talk ND with Wilson? We cover all the hard-hitting stuff here. I'll be back next Thursday. 4.20 is when we have the news. Meanwhile, you guys stay smiling. You know what we're going to do here. I'm jumping out. But first, it's David Allen. Judgment Day. Bye.